0: So guys, here we are to finish up this podcast, or at least to continue it. And we were talking about not being a helicopter parent, letting your kids get wet in the rain, all of that stuff. Um, In my job, I deal with um, lots of different kinds of people. And I certainly have a million flaws myself, but I also know that um, a lot of people that I deal with on a regular basis um, were clearly raised by parents who told them that their life was going to be perfect and that they would never have to be cold, never have to be wet, never have to be freezing, never have to be too hot. They were going to be um, golden children and that they would um, never have to deal with anything uncomfortable. Disappointment, Upset, being told no, things like that. And over the years, I've been very grateful because 99.9% of our clients are amazing people. You guys are just <laughs> in so many ways amazing if any of our clients are listening to this. Um, but we have had people over the years that we can clearly see, we're taught by their families that if they're told no or that they can't do something that they then... Throw a fit. Um, we had one lady one time that was insistent that the music was too loud in a particular instructor's class, and we. I have a decibel meter on my phone. Our industry has decibel meter guidelines that we have to stay within, and we know what those are, and we do stay within them. And this instructor's class was no louder than any of our other ones. Our other instructors, or myself, or my business partner, so. She complained about it vehemently to the, cus- to the instructor. The instructor didn't initially tell me about it because she handled it herself. And um, where we want our staff to do that. And uh, then when she finally did tell me, I said, well, I'll address it with her, with this client. And this client, after I addressed it with her, I called her on the phone. I said, I understand there's a problem. You know, let's talk about it because I'm all about, you know, you're, we're adults. Let's use our words. Let's communicate. And she said, you know, I hate her, she's making me deaf. I said, okay. I said, well, just so that you're aware, our corporate office wants our music to be up. We are well within our decibel meter guidelines, just so that you are aware we know what they are and we are within them and uh, we check it periodically. And some of the songs are gonna come in louder, instructors will adjust, but we do understand that people may have sensitive ears, especially as they age. And we would suggest wearing some earplugs so that you're, you're not uncomfortable. And <clears throat> seemingly, that seemed to, you know, make her feel better. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. She was being deceptive. And when she came into class next, she made the decision to bring a decibel meter on a tripod which she hid in a bag, smuggled it into class, hid it behind one of our HVAC poles that aren't really poles; they're more like square, almost mini little walls. And um, I had customers from the back row of this instructor's class texting me saying, "This woman is going to get somebody hurt. She's setting up this whole thing, and the instructor can't see it." So I'm like, "Whoa, okay." Um, so. They also told me that another customer got involved with screaming in the middle of class at the instructor and trying to incite the rest of the class. So I had to address it with both of them. I called person A, who was not the original person that I spoke to. Um, I called person A and I said, I understand there's a problem. This is what you did during class. This is unacceptable behavior, um, et cetera, et cetera. You were disruptive and, and all of that. She immediately said, oh, my God, you know what? You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. I got caught up in somebody else's stuff. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll approach the instructor when I see her next and apologize to her. And I apologize to you and to your business partner. I said, Th- thank you. I appreciate that. You know, you know you can always come to us if you have a problem. She says, I know that. And she said, and you're right. I, I, I got caught up in someone else's crap, and I am sorry. And so you know, we went on, no harm, no foul. I went to then call the person that I had spoken to before, who I will call Person B. Um, I called Person first. I called um, my local police department to find out how I could keep someone out of my business. Now I can refuse service to anybody that I wish, and I'm aware of that under the state laws of my the state my business is in. I wanted to double check that, I wanted to make sure, and they gave me a suggestion of how to notify her that she would no longer be allowed in the building, and to do it in an unofficial manner. So I, with that information, I called her, and I said, person B, I said, I understand you did this during class, that is 100% unacceptable. She started screaming. I said, listen, I am not gonna tolerate this behavior. She said, you're not even the MFing owner. We know you lie about it. Uh, Your business partner's the real owner. And I'm like, what? I mean, this woman was making up stuff like she was in the Trump administration. So I just was, I let her scream and I said, well, if you would like to call the following number, uh, you can definitely verify that I am the owner of this franchise and I am, going to call the IRS if I'm not the owner and get back my taxes that I have paid, um, Karen is my business partner, but she is not recognized by our, our company. We're franchisees. They only recognize one owner. That was our agreement. We have an outside corporate partnership agreement, if you need to know, which you don't. And I said, and your behavior, and this conversation tells me that we are done here. So I'm going to c- refuse you service. I'm immediately terminating your contract with us. I am returning you the rest of the month's um, payment, Uh, prorated per day, and you will need to schedule with me, not with anyone else, to come and pick up the things out of your locker. You will need to do it when I am present, not when Karen is present, the instructor's present, or anybody else. You need to call and set it up with me. Is that understood? And she started screaming obscenities at me, telling me I couldn't do that. I said, yes, I can. I said, I've spoken with the authorities. And she said, the company authorities don't have any hold over me. I said, I called the police then she starts screaming again. How dare I call the police on her? Do I know who she is? Blah, blah, blah. She's nobody. Her husband is a deacon in the church in the town she lives in, which happens to be the town I live in, which has more than one church, by the way, by far. So it isn't like this is a 15 horse town and she's it. No, sorry, no. So uh, we're a suburb of a large city and she's nobody, okay? So I said, I don't care. I said, you are no longer allowed to attend classes. You're not allowed on the property for any reason. And if you continue with this, I'm going to have to get a restraining order. So we hung up. I sent her a registered return receipt letter with a signature card, which I was told about the, by about by the local police that I needed to do, and then bring in the signature card with a copy of the letter to them, so that they would keep it on file. My staff was told. And I was told that if she comes on the premises to call 911, and she would be arrested. Okay. Um, the next day after the phone call to Person A, who was totally fine, and Person B, who was crazy, um, we she came into the building unannounced in the middle of class, walked through the studio, upsetting my instructor, disrupting the class, and went into our babysitting room, which we had, were in use at the time, and started screaming obscenities at our babysitter and in front of the small children. So that was it. I had to call her back again and we had to do the no trespass order with the local police for sure. So I told her that I told her she would be getting a letter. If she did not sign it, then I would have to get in get the police to come by and have her sign it. And I mean, she was like a raving lunatic. A couple days later, she decided she wanted her stuff. She contacted me as I asked her to, and I got someone on the phone that could listen to the interaction Wherein she called me every name in the book, the F word, the B word, the C word, the MF word, all of it, multiple times. Intermittently, she would start crying, screaming that she didn't want to stop coming to class um, and just on and on and on. Finally got her out of here. She still sent a letter to the corporate office telling you know, that I'm the worst person ever. They need to fire me. They can't fire me. I'm a franchisee. Anyway, um, so that was years ago, but it's just a good example of someone who clearly was not told no. Now, having that been a long story, for which I apologize, but this is a podcast, so listening is what people want to do. Um, and that was kind of the speeded up version, by the way. Um, the point is during a time like the pandemic, what are we all teaching our children, whether they be your children, your nieces and nephews, your godchildren? It um, doesn't matter. Any children that are in your life, what are we as the adults teaching the kids? Are we teaching them to be adaptable? Are we teaching them to be resilient? Are we teaching them to be victims? Which one is it? Because when we teach people in our lives to be continual victims, then they're always going to be victims. This lady obviously felt that she was being victimized by my instructor because she felt the music was too loud. No one else in the room thought that. She got another person to act out who admitted to me they didn't even agree. So this is applicable to all of us. If you go into a store and they don't have what you want and you throw a hissy fit, screaming and yelling, that's not adult behavior. That's not, that's acting like you're the victim. You're not victimized if they don't have Lysol. That's just an example for the pandemic. You're not victimized if you go to a restaurant and your food comes out wrong. You can be upset a little bit, but... If my food comes out wrong, which happens, well, back when we were going to restaurants, we don't now, but when we did, if it would come out wrong, I would just be like, yeah, this is what happens to me. And the waiter would come over, I'm so sorry, we'll redo this, we'll do that. I am like, okay, that's fine. You know, we'll give you a free dessert. All right. You know, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to throw a hissy fit? Did it ruin your experience? Well, sure. But it, is it going to matter in five years? No. No, you're probably not even going to remember. But what are we teaching our kids right now to make sure they don't grow up to be adults like that? Because I'm dealing with adults like that in my business. They don't get their way and they throw a fit. And it's like, well, none of us get our way all the time. As I said earlier, I certainly don't. And yeah, it can piss you off or make you upset for that moment. But I have never, I have never had an outburst like I have seen from some adults who were clearly taught that they were never going to have to get wet in the rain, never going to have to be cold in the snow, never going to have to wait for anything, never going to have to be told no, you, you can't have that, we can't do that, that's not how this works. I mean, this is, it's insane. Don't, please, don't teach your children to act like that. Don't teach them, let your kids walk in the rain. If you want to drop them off at karate, pull up and have them jump out and go in and you can sit there right in front of the door and watch them go in safely and then go do an errand or whatever you do while, while they're at their class. You don't need to shield them from getting wet, being cold. I mean, I'm not suggesting either that you send your kid out with no coat, hat or umbrella I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm simply suggesting that we all teach my business partners kids who are like my godchildren. They're not my godchildren, but they're like my godchildren. I love them like they were my own cuz I don't have any children. They were raised I mean, if they have to walk to their car in the rain, they walk to their car in the rain. They're prepared. They have a coat, an umbrella, a hat, whatever, a hood. They're not afraid to be outside. The older one played soccer in conditions that I would not play soccer in. Not that I play soccer, but rain, wind, you know. Oh, wait, wait, it's starting to thunder. We better go in. I mean, with her school and with her traveling team. I mean, (laughs) now she takes the tea to work. So, like, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't expect to be in perfect conditions her whole life. Of course not. Because that's not how she was raised. She was raised to be... Um, resilient and adapt and roll with the punches and all those things. And right now as Christmas is coming, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, maybe you're not able to give as much to your children as you did before because of job changes or, um, you know, all the things that go along with this horrible pandemic besides the physical and, and health toll, there are financial tolls as well. And, you know, my parents owned a business, even though my stepfather was a horrible person. My, my mother and stepfather owned a business, and there was a year that it was very, very bad, and they just sat us down and told us, you know, Christmas is not going to be like it normally is. You're going to pick one gift that you want to have, and that's it. And we were like, okay. I mean, you know, we were teenagers, but still, nobody threw a hissy fit. Nobody, like, thought Christmas was ruined. It was just, yeah, okay, we get it. You know, help children to learn that in the outer world, outside of family, that the sun doesn't shine out their butt. Their their boss is going to tell them no. Their, you know, future partner is going to tell them no. Um, The world is going to tell them no at different times. I want you to fix my car right now. "Um, Sir, we have a lot of other people in front of you. I need you to drop your car off as I told you on the phone. Well, I don't want to. Well, sir, then I'm not going to be able to accommodate you. That's the type of thing that makes certain people go what some people refer to as postal. People can get injured. There can be violence. Where does that come from? That comes from not being taught that the world doesn't revolve around you. I certainly have never in my life thought the world revolved around me. Ever. Every situation that I go into, especially now with the COVID and the different things that have to happen. I mean, do I get annoyed with Trader Joe's? Yes. Why do I get annoyed with Trader Joe's? Well, because they have a couple of the guys that work the door that will let you stand in line when it gets to be a few minutes before it's time for the general public to come in. I'm saying like five to eight minutes before, not like a half an hour. And then you get a few guys that are at the door that don't want you getting out of your car until 10 o'clock. And I've been told, get back in your car, very rudely. Oh, okay. I just say, oh, okay, and I get back in my car. And then I will complain about it to friends or in my podcast or whatever. I don't throw a hissy fit at the guy. I, what's the point of that? <laughs> like... He's telling me to get in my car and then five minutes later when someone gets out of their car, someone else, and stands in line and he doesn't say anything to them, then I get out and now I'm the second person in line instead of the first. Okay. I'm not sure why that person got to get out of their car almost when I got back in mine, but all right, you know, that's a little inconsistent, but what am I going to do about it? Start screaming? Like, what's the point? There's no point. That's not what adults do. Right? Right. So if we teach our kids to just roll with the punches, especially given the circumstances right now, they're not going to be a victim. If you're at home with your kids homeschooling and all you do in front of them is complain, 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 complain. Oh, you're falling behind. Oh, you're not learning how to socialize. Oh, you're not this. And oh, you're not that. Oh, this and that. Negative, 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 negative. Then that's how the kids are going to perceive it. They're hearing that they're the victim of this thing. If you really want to say it, we're all the victims of this thing all around the world, everybody. But the reality is we're not victims because there are silver linings that can come from this pandemic. Like we were talking in class about how it was nice that all the stores were closed on Thanksgiving because every single year, Black Friday keeps creeping further and further and further and further and further into Thanksgiving. Oh, we're going to open at midnight on Thanksgiving night as it switches to Black Friday. Oh, no, we're going to open at 10. Oh, now we're going to open at 9. Oh, we're going to open at 6 p.m. We're going to open at noon. We're gonna, it's like every year it got earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. And the people that work at the retail establishments would like to have Thanksgiving. It went from them having to get up in the middle of the night and go to work to them basically not getting to have Thanksgiving Day until this year when most people are shopping online because there is no real Black Friday at this point because you can't have a bunch of people uh, squishing together in a store and pushing and shoving for a $20 television. I mean, you just can't. (laughs) And so we were talking about how nice it was And that there didn't feel like any pressure to go out and get any deals because you could just pull them up on your phone or on your laptop or your tablet and still be with your family and take a few minutes and shop and then go back and have dessert or hang out with your kids or whatever. And that was nice. And it's going to be the same thing for Christmas. And the people that work in these establishments can be home with their families. And isn't that lovely? It is. It really, truly is. And so I guess my whole point is that, A, find the silver linings, find the good things about this time that we're going through, mourn for those people who have passed, of course, and that have suffered through the disease that's horrible, and we, we, we pray for them and their families every day, or think good thoughts if you're not a prayer person, And look at your children and what you're modeling in front of them. Modeling in front of children for everything is super important because they're like little sponges. I know as a child of a broken home, parents don't think kids are paying attention when they're really little, but they are. Literally, as soon as that head comes out when they're born, they're paying attention. They're soaking in everything about their environment. And good parents know that. And they don't take that for granted. They don't assume their three-year-old doesn't know what's going on because they do. They totally do. I can definitely tell you they do. And let's teach our kids to be resilient. Let's be resilient ourselves. If you find yourself to be an adult that blows up screaming and yelling every time you don't get your way or somebody in a store or an establishment says no to you and you get banned from that store, doctor's office, um, restaurant, whatever, Jim, think about why that is. I mean, why is that? Like, you're an adult. You're supposed to be able to use your words and express your feelings without blowing up like that. But if you're blowing up like that, why are you blowing up like that? Like, what's the point of that? What are you getting out of it? That is positive. I I submit that you're not getting anything positive out of it. That you're actually losing more than you're getting. Because you're losing out on people. And going to that establishment. And you're not in control of your emotions. Because you were taught that you don't have to be. Everyone else should Bow down to you. And that's unfortunately not how the world works. I wish it was, but it's just not. And so maybe we should think about how we react. I know I do all the time. I try to work on myself constantly. I try to make sure that I am um, being fair and kind and all of that stuff. I don't always succeed, but I do try. And, uh, you know, maybe we should teach our kids to be more like that. It's pouring rain out right now as I'm finishing this up. And I know what I'm going to see tonight. I'm going to see parents making every effort to not let their kids get a drop of rain on their head. And while it is a little chilly today and it's not the greatest day to go out in the rain I have to walk to my car, which is kind of across our, not too far across our parking lot. I have to put something in my car later. I'm going to put on my hood, put on my rain hat, put on my coat, put on my shoes and walk quickly across. I'm going to get wet and then you know what? I'm going to dry off and I'm going to be, be okay. I'm not a victim of the rain. So let's all try not to teach our kids to be victims and let's not be victims ourselves. Let's try to look For the positives and not think everyone is out to get us so everywhere I go if someone tells me no I'm a victim that's just not true and living like a victim is no way to live so I hope you're dry on this rainy day or it's dry where you are and I hope that you'll listen next week too and any feedback is greatly appreciated have a great day everyone